Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Film Friday. I am your host, Kevin Kyo, and this week I am joined by, I promised the last episode and I delivered, uh, an actor from this side of the pond. Yeah, that's right. I mentioned you in my me po- me last podcast. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you're going to come on yet, but I mentioned you. Uh, <laughs> Olivia Lepore. Lepore. <laughs> I had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like i said olivia is an actor would you prefer actor or actress because i have friends that like prefer it either way either like either one i think i think i say both right honestly i let's go with actor <laughs> have you this is an interesting way to start but have you like because i've come against people that like um women and they're like some of them were like no i'm an actress or no i'm an actor like, i know I'm, it's like we have different stances yeah. on it like no no i am an actor no yeah. it's um I, for me i think when i was younger i was like super anti why is there the word actress like mm-hmm. i'm an actor that is the profession but now i really don't care okay, um, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make a difference to me i was just okay. being young and stubborn yeah there's definitely because i <laughs> There's always that moment whenever I'm talking to like actors or actresses and I'm like, oh yeah, they're in, and I'm introducing them to people and I'm like, they're it. And then in the back of my brain, it's like, <laughs> it's kind of like that thing that you get nowadays when like you have to stop yourself from somebody you just met from using the pronouns because yes. you don't know if that's going to piss them off or not. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like that's oh, the yeah. little thing I get in my brain where I'm like, oh, uh, is this going to cause an issue? Uh, I don't know this person and I haven't had this conversation with them. So I don't know if they're going to be okay with this. <laughs> um, You know what? Honestly, I don't think I'd worry about it that much. I mean, I can't imagine somebody getting truly offended. You know what? You never know. I should take that back. <laughs> <laughs> if, no, to be fair, if someone goes really super offended that I called them an actor or an actress, <laughs> I probably wouldn't be hanging out with them that much because no, I'd right? be like, you're not going to, I was like, Imagine we're not gonna get on uh i say shit that's like gonna fucking offend you i know this already like you know what i mean like uh, this is the fucking bare minimum (laughs) pretty much um i yeah no if i was to give you shit about calling me an actor i think you could kick me off your podcast and i'd be okay with that (laughs) okay that's good to know that's good to know um yeah so as i said you're an actor Actress, whatever. Yep. But introduce yourself to the people. Tell them a bit about yourself. Uh, I am an actor, actress, <laughs> based in Montreal. Uh, I'm also a screenplay writer, and I'm going to call myself an up-and-coming director. Um, so I've been acting professionally for the last four years in Montreal, mainly in voice, Um and I've been writing screenplays for three years, and I'm about to direct my second short film. Ooh, what's yeah. your second short film about? What's it about? I specifically didn't ask you what it was about before we had this conversation <laughs> because I was going to ask you on the podcast. So. Right. Uh, okay. So it's basically about um, a, hmm, a couple. <laughs> well, Enough. That's it. You don't need to say anymore. <laughs> I can tell, but it's cool because so obviously you're you're in Montreal and you're from yes. Montreal. And um, that's you said that they do a lot of uh, acting voice over work. So yeah. that's probably why you have such a good mic because fucking sometimes like people just have because I have a good mic. That, uh, that mic? No, I'm... just I can hear you right now and it's good. 
wow, it's just my, it's my Mac. Oh, well, I just, well, this is just ignore what I just fucking said. So. No, 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 you're actually staring at my mic right behind me. The mic, the professional that mic. That you use it for? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. What, so I wasn't good enough for your professional mic? Well, la-dee-da. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. It's because I haven't really figured out how to use them. What? How long have you, how long have you had it? Uh, really recently. I really recently just got this. And like, I do record my voice. You plug it in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I'm, I'm on a Mac as well. So um, that's, but it's good to know actually that um if i was just using my mac that it would be decent yeah crystal clear <laughs> like you know what i mean that is good to know I, I was worried i was like i think my mac might sound pretty crappy but i'm good to no, know it sounds really good or maybe you know it's just because you're so experienced with using your voice that just oh, sounds yeah. good there i am go. such a pro voice actor so it just sounds beautiful either way how how does your accent work my what kind of accent work? Well, obviously you can do French. I'd say. Uh, <laughs> Bonjour, je m'appelle Kevin. J'habite au Vancouver. <laughs> that was pretty good, I think. That was fucking good. <laughs> sure, yeah. Oh, well, cool. What was fucking wrong about that? What was wrong with that? Oh, that was shy. I can do it in a French accent. I think I can do it where they're speaking French. <laughs> when I'm speaking English, I don't think I can I'm just do it. not gonna I'm not gonna comment on that. Well, come um, on, give me your French accent then. Well, the thing is, you'd think because I live in Montreal that I have like a decent French accent. I can speak French. It's not the French you're thinking of. Quebec is a whole other um dialect in a sense. Okay, like it okay, yeah, I get you. Like I could I could show you what it sounds like. But... Yeah, come on, tell me. Yeah, so like the French I know would be Bonjour, je m'appelle Kevin, je beat Vancouver. Yeah. Oh, good. Wow, you know some. <laughs> yeah, French, French, um, ordinary French, leave and serve. <laughs> um, but but fr- French from France is completely a different accent, completely uh, way. Can you, yeah. Can you give me a segment that like, I'm not I'm here? Like yeah. Québécois. Uh, bonjour, je m'appelle Olivia. Um, Ça va bien. Like, I don't know what else to say, but that sounds the exact same to me. <laughs> it does. Well, you know what? It's because my French is a lot. I'm not francophone, as as we call it here. Um, it, it's also probably because I'm an ignorant buffoon, so it's okay. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, it. that's uh, it. We've concluded with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's definitely different. You would you would a hundred percent. I you can't ask me. I'm not like a real. French person from Quebec. <laughs> French Canada. So my biggest knowledge of like French Canada is um from South Park. You watch South Park? No. Yeah, you should watch it. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's the movie or if it's like I don't know, but there's like an episode where they go up to Canada and uh they go to French Canada and they like have a song it's like there is no Canada like the French Canada <laughs> oh my god you have to sing this whole thing <laughs> I don't know I only know this song like so whenever someone's like oh, I'm from Montreal in my head I'm like there is no Canada like the French Canada it's I have to say though uh Montreal is one of the most beautiful places in I want to say the world, but that might, I feel like I'm a little too ignorant to say that. But um, I mean, the- if it's anything like Vancouver, Vancouver is fucking gorgeous. 
Yeah, Vancouver is beautiful too. It's a totally different scenery, but the culture we have here is 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 beautiful, especially our food. We know how to do food from literally all over the world. Oh yeah. So, yeah, oh yeah, that's Can what we're doing. Do an Irish stew. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a lot of Irish pubs. <laughs> yeah, so does fucking everywhere. <laughs> McKibben's Irish pub down the road fun fun fact about Irish people they will go on holiday or like they'll go to Spain or like they'll go anywhere on holiday and the first thing they do when they get there is like right let's find the Irish pub like they will leave (laughs) Ireland and they will instinctively look for an Irish pub. pub like and it has to be Irish like I'm not messing like it'll always be the Irish pub like if any Irish people are ever on holidays or they're ever on like or like there's a bachelor party or like a fucking <laughs> hens party or whatever bachelorette party like yeah. they will always spend 90% of time in an Irish pub that's it's, hilarious it's, it's like they don't want it they need to find home yeah even <laughs> though they're like just gone away for two weeks it's yeah. like all right well, let's go to the yeah. Irish pub then that's amazing. You just left Ireland. <laughs> oh my God. I have to, oh, I need to visit Ireland. Oh my God. That's on my, my bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's, I think the people are well established with you now. <laughs> the film that Olivia picked this, this week is Joker, uh, directed by Todd Phillips. Uh, written by Todd Phillips and Scott Silver. Todd Phillips, for those of you who don't know, uh, did the hangover old school road trip uh lots of fucking shit that a lot of comedians would, yeah that you wouldn't think yeah would lead to joker he actually interesting fact he apparently said that the reason that he's not doing any comedies anymore is because he doesn't think you can do comedies in today's day and age i did not know he said that yeah, that's his like opinion on it, and we can get more. We can get more into that. But, oh uh, yeah, you have to. That's bring it That's it. We'll we'll circle back around. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's a he's a very good director, uh, which is proved by this movie. Uh, it was released 2019, so fairly recently. And uh, yeah, so as I said, was explained to you before we started, we have some segments that um we do here, and one of them is I'm gonna give you the budget. And you have to guess what it made at the box office. Okay, I think I know. Okay. Oh, that ruins <laughs> all the fun. All right, so the budget is between... I hate when they fucking do this when I go... Anyway, the budget is between 55, uh, 55 and 70 million. Like, okay. that's that's a big difference. Like, how can it be between that? But go on, what yeah. do you think that I made? Uh, I think it made over... Oh, God, no, I don't know. Did it make over a... I'm, mm, I was going to say a billion, and I'm like, that's not it. Uh, 800 million. Now you're right the first time. It made oh my God, 174 right. billion. What? I, wait, repeat that? <laughs> 174 billion, I think. No, not possible. Uh, that is yeah, there, no, Sorry, I misread that. And um, there's an O before the 74. So <laughs> I was like, I seen that, and it was like one point seven four billion. So it made over a billion at least. Like okay, it's one point seven four billion. Okay, I I don't know why I second guessed myself there for a second. I was like, no, there's no way. And then I remember reading an article that said it was the highest grossing, um, rated R movie ever. Yeah, I think it is now definitely yeah. because, like, I don't think anything else has made that much fucking money. 
Wow, that is impressive. Um, that's very impressive, uh, especially just for, yeah, it's uh, yeah. pretty intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very dark. It's a dark film. So that's, yeah. yeah. And then, so the next segment we have is, for anybody who hasn't seen The Joker, I'm going to give you 10 seconds and you have 10 seconds to describe the entire plot of the film. You oh, can man. include spoilers. So, okay. Uh, I'll count you down already. Three, <laughs> two one go okay so joker is about how society failed arthur fleck and how he uh spirals into becoming the joker oh that's wow that was good you had like four seconds to spare oh wow (laughs) wow that was fucking good usually when i catch people this is disappointing usually when i catch people on the spot they're like uh uh, uh, and and then and there's a clown and batman (laughs) where are the other drugs (laughs) I'm really happy I didn't uh, do that. <laughs> yeah, Rachel. <laughs> whenever someone, whenever I meet someone that's named Rachel because of like the Dark Knight, I just oh my you god, know, Christian Bale. Yeah. Like I just have to say her name. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people that I know, and they're just like, yes, that's my name. I'm like, what's your name, <laughs> Rachel? I'm like, Rachel. Where are the other drugs? <laughs> I'm not Rachel, but okay. Yeah, I know. I got that. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I made a bunch of fucking money. That's what it's about. Um, and tell me, why this film? Of all the films you could have picked, why did you pick Joker? Well, this you gave me a very difficult task of choosing my favorite film. And I literally sat on it for like a good five days. And I went over and over my list. And then I think <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a, made a list. Oh, I have. Well, when we started, um, we did that directing class through Vancouver Film School. Mm-hmm. And oh, I, yeah, that's how we know each other, by the way. By the way. <laughs> um, so when we did that class and like at the first class, they asked us, um, write down your three favorite films. And I literally made a list of 25 films, probably more. I'm adding all the time. Um, right. So to narrow it down, uh, I think I went based off of like the reaction I had leaving the theater. So I go to, well, I used to go to the movies every week. Um, And then I remember walking out of Joker, just like I could not stop thinking about it. Uh, So it really made a huge impact on me. I think I just loved the the character study of Arthur Fleck. Yeah. And how it, yeah, it just touches on really difficult topics that you don't usually see in movies. And it's so cool because they tied it in with, um you know comic books dc so it was a way to get a lot of people to see it and to talk about something deeper mm-hmm. and like the, the, i guess the the metaphor for like the way we it's not really a metaphor it's just like the way we treat people people <laughs> yeah it's um yeah it's definitely a a departure like i feel like when they were making this film have you ever seen because Martin Scorsese fucking produced it. So have you ever seen The King of Comedy? No, I have not. So there's this film called The King of Comedy and it was directed by Martin Scorsese and it stars Robert De Niro. Okay. And it's literally, uh, it's not literally, it's very similar to The Joker. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. Like, let, me, let me find out when that was released. Um, King of Comedy... Um, it was released in 1982. Okay, that explains. Well, it's little. So the plot of that story is 
it's a failed comedian who's obsessed with a talk show host and like he goes to great lengths to get on his show oh i think you know what i think i've researched like the synopsis of this movie a long time ago yeah so it's it's very very similar to the joker um so i it's weird because like i remember when i found that out i was like hmm and i watched that film i was like I wonder if they were like making a remake for this. I know they weren't, but like I know that yeah. they were like, we want to do a Joker movie. And then they yeah. took that as like inspiration. But like, cause this it's basically the Joker without the DC involvement. But like you said, that film wasn't a great hit, the King of Comedy, but like a large part of why this film is such a big fucking hit is because mm-hmm. it's the yes. Joker. Yeah, pretty much. And I did a. I watched a lot of interviews with Todd Phillips, and he basically he wanted to. I think he originally wanted to write a movie, a, you know, with this kind of plot. But he's like, "How do I get a lot of people to watch it? Because mm. it's dark shit." <laughs> um, and then he he's the one that decided, "Why don't I give Joker an origin story? Because there never really was one for him." Yeah. How is your knowledge on a uh, DC Comics? You know, it's probably not as good as yours. <laughs> no, that's true. As you can see, I got that that Batman mirror oh. in my background. You see that? <laughs> I just noticed that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think it's safe to say I'm an extensive nerd on all things superheroes. I like to say that I am, but I and really. like anytime like I actually encounter somebody like you, I'm like, oh man, I don't know enough. But no, I do. Uh, I mean, I'd say you're. You're you're like a fan that like you know you like it and you're like oh yeah I'm really into DC yeah like are into Marvel and are superheroes but like you know you you like the top half you don't go deep you don't go into the layers <laughs> <laughs> which isn't an insult like you know but I'm, I that am I right in saying that what you're like? you're right you're definitely right like I'll be there to watch the movies in theaters but and like I'll do research a bit afterwards if I really mm-hmm. really liked it and I'll look deeper into it a little bit. But I don't go that crazy into it. Yeah, we can. I I'll fill you in in a bit Please about do. like the Joker's mm-hmm. background and all that shit. But um, when I was rewatching the film, um, because I've seen this, I've seen this film three times. Um, Me too. The, the three times, th- actually four times. Oh, this is my fourth time rewatching it. Um, the other three times were in the cinema. Like, so I went to see it once. I think I can't remember who I went to see it with, but I seen it once. Was blown away by it. And then my other friend, then two other friends that um, hadn't seen it. I was like, yeah, I'll go with you. I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. Loved it both second, the, the next watching. The second watching, I loved it because it was just where my brain got to be like, okay, I know what's going to happen. So yeah. like, I can really fucking look into this shit. And then the third time I was kind of like, all right, I'm done. Uh, so I was hesitant at watching this again because I was like, oh, I was like, you know, when like you can get burnout on a film. Yep. Uh, I had that, but within like the first 10 minutes, that kind of went away. That's um, amazing. Because I think the main thing for me was that it looks so fucking beautiful. Right? Oh my goodness. It's it, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I chose Joker, I was like, oh man, I have to rewatch it. And part mm-hmm. of me was like, do I want to rewatch it? Because it's so heavy and it's not, it's not a comedy where you it's, can... It's like, not light, yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, I... That I went back and forth between a comedy and choosing Joker because I was like, uh, I've watched this movie a ton of times. I've seen Joker twice and I don't know if I want to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. But 
but then I realized, oh my God, no, I just have like so much that I would want to say about Joker as opposed to a comedy. And when I did go to rewatch it, it exactly within like the ten, first 10 minutes, it just like, I forgot that that I I don't know I just got so pulled back into it even though I technically knew what was gonna happen exactly it's it's the way that they do it every scene like there was literally wasn't a scene and I don't know if it's just because we finished this directing course but I was like looking at every fucking scene that I came into and every scene just looked like a painting yeah like or just like a still like the way it was lit the cinematography the guy that did the cinematography um uh, Lawrence Shear, Shear, Shear. Wait, what's his know. name? Sorry, his name is Lawrence Shear. Yeah, I think you're saying it right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's funny because he did the cinematography for the Hangover movies and this film called Garden Stay. Yep. Um, yeah. And when I read that, I was like, um, by Zach Braff, shout out. Um, <laughs> love that film. But when I read that, I was like, oh my god, I so see that. It has that kind of like, especially with Garden State, it's like it has a brooding uh, feeling to like it. A like a shot. What? Yeah, that's what like, it's like. It, it, it's just, it's almost like it's real, but it's almost like a set in a distorted reality. Like, um, yeah, uh, highly stylized, but it's real. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, great. No, it's like, I think that's one of the things I loved the most about Joker was the, especially watching it. Mm-hmm. For the third time over after taking that class, <laughs> I was really like dissecting each scene and noticing yeah. things I hadn't noticed before. And and it's it's the lighting, it's the the angles, it's the oh the music. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, get yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The it's it, the first scene. Even um, I forgot about it. Uh, it's just it's like every scene is just so fucking powerful. Yeah, um, it's like do you know what? It's like a really fit film in the sense that there's no fat. It's like all it's just so trimmed down. Like there's yep. no scene in it that I'm like, this didn't need to be there. That didn't. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. all serves a purpose. Like that forced scene, he's fucking crying and he's like forcing himself to smile, and you're just like, that's the whole film. I yeah yeah. Oh my, that's <laughs> a good point. That is a really good point. Um. I think that the second that came up on the screen when I was watching it in theaters, I was like, oh, this is going to be I'm in. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be so good. And you just knew from him doing that that smile and crying, this guy's getting an Oscar. The single tear going down his face. I was like, he's winning everything. Um, Yeah. And it was when I was watching it over this time and I was like taking notes, um, every single scene, I was like, okay, this was great. Oh no no no! This was great. Wait, and then I realized, oh no, I'm just writing about literally every moment in the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've um, I used to take notes whilst watching films, but mostly when people pick films on this, they're usually fucking great films. There's been one or two that I didn't really like, but ooh, um, you had to do ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, which was good exercise. And like in those podcasts, I talk about what I did like about the film. Well, yes. <laughs> Um, like I don't, I do. I'm honest in those ones as well, where I'm like, yeah, look, I wasn't crazy about this, but like, there's always something because but there's always not... something that you can like in these. Do you know what I mean? There's but always... it also causes an interesting debate. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, but there's all. We see that's the good thing about it is that like if someone's picking it, there's always something good about it. 
Like there's always yeah. like it's either beautiful looking or the score. But yeah, like I found that like just taking it all in my brain and being like the stuff that sticks out. I'm like, okay, I can talk about that, especially with this film, because like I'm sure you were fucking making notes every 10 minutes. <laughs> Pretty much. It was it was bad at a certain point. I had to stop and I was like, okay, you're just going to say that the film is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I I could go on about I could dissect each scene and just talk about how beautiful mm. each one it is, but we'd be here forever. <laughs> yeah, it's like so even with the start, so if you look at the first ten minutes or so he does that smile, the tear rolling down, but like automatically it's like Todd Phillips, he starts him so low. So like he's you're you you're like, all right, oh, I kind of feel sorry for this guy. And then he's like just doing his job and then he gets the shit beaten out of him by yep. kids dressed as a fucking clown. And you like feel so sorry because like the guy you're you feel the guy's shame. It's like you can almost feel it. It's like, oh my god, what am I doing with my life? Like I it's like you can feel you you just you pity you. You yeah. yeah. And that's what's so perfect about the way they open the film. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the screen play uh like screenwriting book Save the Cat by oh, like Yeah, Steve. and so like you use like my mate Eamon tells me about this all this time is that like you do something at the very start to make like the audience empathize empathize with it so it's either like the hero will like save a mouse or like save a cat or like do something good but like from this one like we start off so low so like from the beginning we're rooting from him yeah so they started him off so low like you just feel so sorry for him like the entire time so it literally it's crazy it's great because you feel so sorry for him for like, it's like the first 20 minutes is making you feel sorry for him yep. and empathetic for him that for the rest of the film, when he's doing all this fucked up shit, you're like, yeah, yeah. do it, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kill those fucking people. Yeah. That's what's so brilliant about it that they, they, you know, you really had to establish him as a guy to feel sorry for, and you just want to see him win. Yeah. Um, so that then they're able to do all that crazy shit. And we're able to see him go there. And even when he is near the end of the film, um, spoiler murdering people yeah yeah (laughs) when he is the joker yeah pretty much when he turns into the joker there's still so much to i i just really felt for i don't know if i'm jumping ahead here by talking no you can do it (laughs) like at the end when he looks at um murray what's his full name yeah yeah um the murray show robert Yeah, yeah um and he's like well what do you get when you mix um mentally unstable loner or something with a society that doesn't give a fuck or something yeah that abandons them and doesn't care about them well basically you get this and then he shoots him or you get what's coming to you yeah you get what's coming to you there we go i paraphrase that horribly it's okay don't worry about um but even in that line even in that moment you're like yeah like yeah abandoned him this poor guy yeah it's yeah he, he it's it's brilliant the way that they do it because it's I don't know it just checks all the boxes and um, he the and it's like everything that they added in was so smart that like because the Joker is renowned for like his maniacal laugh this crazy laugh yes. and it's so smart that they actually made that like a thing that he yes. can't control. I um, love that. And think- a, a fun fact which um, Todd Phillips said is that the only real laughter he has is at the very end. Like he's actually said that the only actual time that he laughs is like the final scene. Oh, that's so cool. 
which mm-hmm. adds like which if you think about that um it adds so much more elements to like fuck like so he's so he like he's been on record saying that uh that's he's like yeah the only real laugh that i think is like him at the end so yeah. the entire thing is just like fake laughing and him just trying to fit in yeah i definitely i'm thinking over all the scenes where he's there's a lot of like my, one of my favorites is when he's walking out of his work. I think he he's getting called into his boss's office. He's about and to get yeah, fired. Someone makes a joke. And he goes, ha, ha, ha. And he's laughing. And then just, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, like dead yeah, pants. Yeah. And it's, oh, my God. I, I I remember just feeling chills in theaters when he did that. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah. he, was, he didn't mean that. <laughs> yeah, it's. But then it's also weird because I think there's like a crisscross where like he laughs to be included. Yeah. But there's also times like when he laughs and he can't fucking control it. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, he laughs to feel like, oh, people laughed at this. I should laugh, laugh too. Laugh too. I, yeah. I, he just has zero control over, I, I guess, understanding la- yeah. laughter. <laughs> He's, um, Todd Phillips is great in the way, and I obviously it comes from his like directing and comedy background. That like there's some fucking funny shit in this movie. <laughs> like, when um fucking um Gary um the fucking little person, is that the correct way of saying it? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And if I if I'm incorrect in saying that, um I apologize. <laughs> um but yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, and like when he's like going to like open the or like he's walking by and he's like Bleh! like that's yeah. fucking hilarious. Or just the fact that he has to get the door from like 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 there's just yeah. like it's just such a uh, fucked up scene. But it's what's beautiful about that is that it's so it's actually very jokery. Like, you know, it's yes. like um I like that. <laughs> yeah, he what do you think is the deal with the music and the dancing? The what dancing. do you yeah, what do you um, think is going on there? So, like, after he snaps and then he kills the three people and then he's, like, dancing. The, like, what do you think is the connection between the dancing and the thing in his music? That's so interesting because um, I did watch an interview where they spoke about both Joaquin Phoenix and Todd Phillips spoke about how they were going to choreograph that, that scene where he runs into the washroom and then he just starts doing this kind of, like, weird movement dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And apparently none of it was planned. Like they just kind of, he just started moving. Like Joaquin just decided this is how he's going to move. Oh, wait, no, it's because they played him the music anyway. And that's how he started. I don't know if you know okay. this, but a lot of the score was already created and they listened to the music and he just started moving like that. And to be honest, I'm not really sure where that comes from. To me, it's like, it's his way of feeling freedom and how he, celebrates celebrates what he did and and there's like this weird elegance about it that i I don't know i would love to hear your take because i'm not sure (laughs) yeah i don't know it's a hard one um i think it's like i don't know maybe it's like his way of like it's part of his fantasy you know, um, like, mm-hmm. like that scene when he's like, he has the gun and he's dancing in this fucking room. And he's like, and he's just like, hey, you're a good dancer. And he's like, thanks. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's that's like, one of the most awkward <laughs> scenes in the film. And it's brilliant. But thanks. And he's just like, yeah, I think for me, that's kind of like, I guess. 
it's kind of like um a glimpse of him slow of him turning into kind of his final final product of the joker for me yeah. i guess well yeah like, it's a slow transformation yeah like but they're like the parts where it's like it's in like you know because i could see joker from dc against batman very much doing shit like that especially like at the end when he does that and he does like a little dance thing where he shoots yes. murray like yeah. i think that's like and then he like snaps back into reality so like when he's doing that the fucking dance thing with the gun yeah and then he like just shoots the thing it's like oh shit oh this is actually real and then he kind of comes back into like arthur rather than the yeah joker. like it's almost he, like um a little bit of the joker's coming out and then he realizes oh he puts it back in yeah that's what yeah. i i feel like it is it's like there's actually, it's I love the, that. he only like it's the only time he feels peace like yeah. after he's done something like that um from the world because he's just like because then when he like decides to fully go to Joker, he like, it's crazier. It. Yeah. And he's like, but he's like, he's completely dancing. It's like when he's doing well, um, like, the, the Frank idea. Sinatra, that's life. Like, you know, and he's yeah. like doing the hair and he's all that. He's dancing the entire time when he's doing that. And I think that's kind of, you know, goes hand in hand with the fact that he's a, a Joker. Like mm-hmm. um, he constantly repeats in the film that my mother says I was put on this planet to make people laugh or Mm-hmm. Like that or make, make people happy or some yeah, shit yeah yeah <laughs> um and like dancing kind of like goes hand in hand with that especially as a joker you're like trying to make people laugh trying laugh. to make them happy and that's kind of like especially near the end when he's doing those goofy like dance moves um yeah. that's different than like the slow one in the yeah the wash yeah, it's like it's almost like he's cocoon he's cocooning you know yeah like a, a Butterfly. butterfly yeah 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 <laughs> fucked up butterfly and um, do you think if he had if there was a set up there to actually like a good counselor and like there was a good setup for like mental health and like mm-hmm. he had a weekly counseling session where like she actually engaged and like they actually listened to him and like he had a job that like wasn't as demeaning or some sh- like if he had had the help he doesn't think he has do you think do you think he would have um still gone down that route or do you think because of his childhood trauma which could or could not be true but like leans towards like being very crazy mm-hmm. that he was always going to end up like this what do you think that's a good question <laughs> 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 um because the, the film kind of like we don't even know if this was all in his head yeah like kind of everything's like, up to the debate yeah. so yeah i guess my basic question is like do you think that would help he would have been he would have been okay or do you think he was always going to end up as a fucking psychopath <laughs> i think well i'd like to believe let's say this was you know reality i'd like to believe that the system would have been able to help arthur yeah, like that's yeah. For the instance, like all this shit did happen to him. Yeah, uh, let's say like it did happen. Right. Um, but if there were actually people there who took care of him and understood his mental health problems, I'd like to think that he would have kept it um under control. Whether that be with medication, <laughs> um, which it, which isn't to say that's a great thing, but um, I think mental health like institutions know how to control that Mm. does i i don't know if i'm going in like 
an area well, that's like not great to talk about. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. That's like what it's all about. Like, there's no, especially with this film. Like, you know, it's it's what a big core part of film. Like, I wouldn't be afraid to like like criticize that or talk about mental health. Like, I think a lot of well, in that case, <laughs> I think a lot of men like mental health institutions or even just like therapists and psychiatrists, especially if they were to meet somebody like Arthur would insist. Well, we know that Arthur takes like what, seven medications. Seven medications. Yeah. But then he can't get them anymore because I think Mm. can't get his prescriptions anymore. But like you kind of see that, Oh, he was like definitely not doing well. He was seriously depressed, but he was being like suppressed by, um, Probably the, by by the medication i think medication does that it kind of like keeps everything mm-hmm. like hidden kind of hidden. yeah i have like i have friends and like things that have been through that and they're just like sometimes they just fail like i have friends that have done both like i have friends that are um current currently beyond stuff and then i have friends that um went off it um i think it's it depends on you like you know cause some people feel that i can just like kind of numb you yeah, um, yeah and it can like hide you from actually getting down to the issues yeah like you know but then i also have other friends that are like no i know the issues this just but just helps, helps. me like it yeah. helps like i need this like it, it helps like you know like I, I can keep talking about these issues keep doing therapy but i need these I, as well. I think for arthur though like it, to, to bring it back to the, the film i feel like the medications would just kind of numb him or yeah. that's what it kind of looks like. Like, yes, he's depressed. Dulls, but it, yeah, yeah. It dulls yeah. him. It dulls him down. Dulls and, him down, yeah. And and I think that's what would happen. And hopefully he'd have a decent therapist to... Yeah. But also, it's in the 80s, I suppose. So, because... Yeah. That, which was a smart move, because if he did that shit today, he would have got caught straight away. That's true. Like, yeah. if once he killed those three people, it would have been on someone's iPhone. They would have had footage yeah. of it. Like, they would have... would have worked. Yeah, it wouldn't have worked. He he would have gotten caught so quickly. Absolutely. And I also like that he says that that there is no particular time period, but they imagine that it was 1981. Like that's how they created it, but it's kind of in a universe all on its own that has no specific time. But mm-hmm. you just like assume, oh, there's no cell phones, obviously. Yeah. It's very 80s-ish. Oh yeah, like, you know, sure. that's like, what he you says. Know, he says that. Yeah, with the TV and all that shit. Um he yeah, I mean, then you get into the whole thing as well, where it's like that trippy fuckingness where you just do question what's real and what not, because yeah. obviously then you find out that like his all of his interactions with the girl are fake. Yeah, did I you, could, yeah. At the start, did you like? So I fucking when in the movie theater when she like knocks on his door and she's like, "Will you follow me today?" and he's like, "That," and she's like, "Yeah, I'll come yeah. to your show." I was like, "Bullshit!" I was you? like. 100% because I was like alright look he's fucking following her all day I was like who would go to a door and be like were you following me that's okay <laughs> that's like, okay I don't care if he's the best look like he look he looks fucking terrifying yeah and uh, he, he like you know um, like we I have actually have a funny thing to talk about that and his looks <laughs> when we get later but um, he looks terrifying he looks creepy there's no way that someone's gonna knock on your door and be like oh yeah and then make a date with you like that's for me I was like no I feel like you're calling me out on how gullible I am <laughs> <laughs> well no like it's not I think no look I've said on the podcast before I'm good at spotting shit like that like if I know that it's really? gonna be a psychedelic thing yeah like Shutter Island called the first 10 minutes wait sorry what 
did you ever see Shutter Island? Oh no, I have. Okay, so there's a big twist in that. Called it within the first ten minutes. Oh, see, I'm so bad at that. And like the rest of anytime I'm watching films with like literally anybody else, they're calling what's going to happen in the film. They're like, oh, well, this person's going to die or this person's this. And that, and and I'm so oblivious. I think I just get really like wrapped up in a film moment by moment. Like yeah. I'm not thinking ahead. I'm just watching. So this film must have blown you away when you're like, oh my God, <laughs> none of that was real. I was a little, I, was, I remember being like, no she that was in his head because <laughs> that's the only thing that they definitely clarify is in his head because yeah. they replay the scenes without her being there so that's the only time that only he's time. ever like like okay he definitely imagined this because with the rest of them with the whole thing of like um thomas wayne being his dad like they deny that but in the back of your head and like he looks at the adoption papers and all this shit but then in the back of your head you're also like Thomas Wayne is a fucking white billionaire man yeah like a billionaire if he had like an illegitimate kid he would just he could yeah he could 100% fucking fake those adoption papers fucking do all that in the 80s like mm. with the power he has and like, do you know what I mean like he has that power to do that and then also you see that picture at the end where like he's just like with the writing. It's like his mom when she was younger, she's just like, I love you or something. Yeah. TW. Yeah. But you don't know if it's in his head or not. Like, so do you think it's so that t- he is Thomas Wayne's kid and he buried it all? Or do you think that he, his mom was psychotic and just like he was adopted and she abused him as a kid? Both choices are scary. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, both. I choose to accept both. <laughs> it's both completely. No. Um, I, I was going to say both choices are both so interesting. Um, mm. Because I think as a writer, you're always trying to go for the more interesting choice. You know, it, you you want to tell the most interesting story. And what's really smart is that they do leave it up in the air for you to decide. And I think I think it's easier to believe that the mom's just crazy. Oh, that's how Arthur became crazy, you know, got it from his mom. Um, but like a part of me wants to just believe, yeah, no, he was Thomas Wayne's kid. That would be like an even crazier choice. <laughs> yeah, I think the way, the thing that made me question it, I was like, okay, yeah, he's, I was like, there was that lingering part where it was like, yeah, he's a billionaire. He could have paid for all this. But I was like, no, he's, he's an orphan part that made me question it was when he picks up that photo because i'm like why would his brain keep making this shit up he's fully accepted that his mom is lying yeah that's so he's like fully like he's read the papers he's like yeah he's killed his mom because she's like (laughs) he's mad yeah yeah because he's like you fucked me up and you lied to me about all this shit and he's not my dad so he's completely accepted it he's accepted his insanity he's the joker whatever and but he still see why would he still see that picture then? And why would he still That's a really good point. I didn't I didn't catch on to that. You but... know, so that's <laughs> the, the only part for me that I'm like, hmm. I wow, yeah. No, I'm gonna go with what I said. You know, he is uh, a <laughs> Thomas, Thomas Wayne's kid. Kid. It would how much more interesting would that be though? And like yeah. <laughs> because it also adds like a whole other thing into it that because like when you really do thinking about it and like if you get into the whole Batman thing of it, like 
in all the Batman stuff, like Thomas and Martha Wayne, Batman's parents, mm-hmm. were, they're mm-hmm. always good people. But in real world, they would not be good people. That's a really good point. I, I really enjoyed how they kind of depicted him as a horrible person because you you were not used to seeing that. And it's it's basically like we, we have... He's just, all- not, he's just rich. He's not even horrible. He's just fucking rich. He's, he's a standard rich white guy in the fucking 80s. That's true. Well, he is, which I can't could be say. Like, I think he has good ideas. He wants to run for mayor and he wants to help the city. But, but he's... it's from a perspective like, no, you're not actually helping me at all. Exactly. Yeah. That they're not actually good. good people. Like, they're really actually. They're just the whole movie in general is just a great um, parallel, I guess, to, you know, what society. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah, like there's elements in all of it. It's like it's commentary on capitalism and all that shit. Like, you know, and like the big divide between the rich and the poor. Yeah. Someone's blowing me up. I now I always forget to put this on fucking silent. So one text, someone's blowing me up. (laughs) Look, I like, you know, that could be like multiple texts. Just maybe I've uh, done it in the way. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Sure. You know, just fucking, Mm -hmm. you don't know me. Uh, I know. No, it's, yeah, it's fucking great the way they do it. Um, Do you, do you think that, all right, I want to ask it. So I have a big question I want to ask, which gets trippy. But before I do that, I want to ask this other question. Okay. So I watched this with Darrett, my girlfriend. She, she, before he turns into the Joker, she doesn't think he's attractive. But when he's the Joker and he has the confidence and he has the cigarette and he has the walk and like he's yeah. coming down the stairs and then he's like, and then there's like that moment when he's like walking out of the train station and he's smoking a cigarette and like all the people are running by him. She's like, he's really attractive then. Like what? <laughs> like, and I was like, I was like, it's all, I was like, it's all confidence. Like it's all like, you know, it's all the fucking confidence. Like he's really, like you see him, he's the, sc- like his body is like, he's creepy. Yeah. I think. Well, but I you, Would you, did you, <laughs> would you find that? Did you find that? Like, did you find him then attractive when he was the Joker? Um, I definitely wouldn't say attractive. But there, but like, I could see what I I could see what she means though. I totally get it because it is all that confidence, and he moves differently. Yeah, exactly. Like when he's walking back, like when he's walking back and he's smoking a cigarette through the fucking train station. Yep. Like you're just like, yeah, he's a fucking badass. I mean, like he's got all the Joker makeup on, so he's. A, <laughs> um, I, I don't think I'd call him attractive. Sorry, Joaquin. Um, <laughs> um, but there's well, definitely like this. There's something new, about him, though. Yeah, like, there's yeah, new, yeah. this new like sexiness to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I just said, oh, he's not attractive, and now I just said he's sexy. <laughs> well, no, like, you know, it's like we're not talking about just Joaquin Phoenix, but like there's like an aura about him. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that's what attractiveness is, right? It's like when yeah. you when you when you believe in yourself and you've got that self confidence that just shows through everything you do, and that he definitely has it at that point. Yeah, and I thought right- it was interesting. Yeah, it's like. I don't know. It's funny because that led, led, it led to a bigger discussion where I was just like, I think that's like only like, I was like, females brains are just so much more developed than males <laughs> because I was like, it is though, because like, what's because, the- <laughs> so the point, like, so yeah. the point behind that is that 
there's like the physical attraction okay so you can tell that's like okay this person if someone show you the whole way it's like it's not physically attractive mm-hmm. but the main thing that changes about him like physically like obviously he has the suit and the makeup on but it's still not that different like he's no. still him but the main thing that changes about him is an aura a confidence like yes. a belief in himself like and so that makes him more attractive and are you saying you? I, <laughs> I can tell you well for me and anyway and most guys I know that if there's like a woman and like she's not attractive like you don't find her attractive and then she just gets really confident she still don't find her attractive <laughs> like, you know what i mean like like that's just like like You're that's brutal like, oh my god <laughs> like i'm not saying in general like if the person like if i didn't find her attractive and it like leads to actors and the actresses as well like you know what i mean like like Judy Dench is an amazing actor, but I'm never going to find her attractive. But like, I find out that there's like some actors that aren't are much more forgiving in that sense. <laughs> well, like that's what. But like, I'm just saying, like they're just it's so. I think it's more evolved because like there's <laughs> because there's like if like a male actor isn't that good looking, but they're an amazing actor. Like, there's lots oh, of people hot. that find them oh, exactly. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman's the weirdest looking fucking dude ever, but people find him so hey, hot. Careful about what you say about Alan Rickman. There you go. See what I'm saying? Like oh he's a weird looking dude, but people find him super fucking attractive. Alan Rickman because... passed, right? Yeah, he did. Okay, you okay. Know. Cause you're saying like you're speaking about him as if he's in the present, and I'm like, no, well, like yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he's a, you, you get what I mean. Um, but yeah, like just shit like that, like you know what I mean. But that's just the side note, and that's why I was like, I was going to talk about that. I was like, women are smarter. Like, we're just more evolved man 100 like kinder. yeah it's it's fucking true like you know what i mean that that proves your point it's just an interesting obse- observation that that's well, a very <laughs> observation there you go um so all that shit happens and then he becomes the joker which the great thing is is that he actually becomes the actual joker like the mm-hmm. way he acts in the last scene or in on that Murray after he kills murray that's 100% the Joker. Like from the comics, he, it gave me like, when I was watching, I was like, yeah, I could see him going against Batman and acting like the Joker. Out of the I comics. would love to see Joaquin Phoenix actually like really dive into the world of like Batman. Batman, that shit. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to happen. No, it'll never happen. They actually said it. They were like, no, he'll never go against Batman, which would probably ruin it. To be it fair. would. It would. Um, so then at the end, he goes in like, it's like the fucking that new scene where he's like in Arkham Asylum and he's having that shit. And then he's like, he is like, oh, he laughs. And it's like, it's a joke. You wouldn't get it. Yeah. And That's there's multiple cool. theories on this. Um, I've fucking, I've gathered my favorite ones, but I want you, to, I want to know what you think he means by it's a joke. You wouldn't get it. I just kind of assumed, oh, oh, the whole thing was in his head. Or, but I never really made up my mind about it because he could be joking that like everything we just watched was in his head or he's reliving everything that actually happened and doesn't like, I'm I'm just not sure. And I remember when I walked out of the theater, I was very confused. Um, And I I did a bunch of research after I was like, what the hell did that ending mean? What was it? I don't get it. And that's when I read like, oh, it alludes to it potentially being all in his head. And I hate. I have to admit, like, I hate storylines like that. I hate when you find out at the end, oh, n- none of what I just watched was real. So 
like for me personally, I just assume, no, 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 it happened. Everything happened. It cannot not be real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, my first initial one was that he's like, you wouldn't get it was because I think he's saying he, it's funny because he created them Batman because mm-hmm. because of the riots, Bruce Wayne's parents die. Yeah. So he's being like, he's like, <laughs> I created this guy and he doesn't even fuck. So then one of the theories, and that was one of the theories is that it's a flash forward. Like, oh. so it's flash forward, like fucking 10 years and Batman and Joker have been fighting. And like, he's just laughing because he was like, <laughs> you don't know. I made Batman. I made this guy that I'm fighting the whole time. Because because of me, his parents are dead. So, like, this is my fault. Oh, you're blowing my mind. I did not read all this stuff. So, that that was actually my initial thought. I was like, that was my first take on it. Even when you, like, when you first saw the film? Yeah. Like, so my first take, I was like, okay, so he's laughing. Because they show you then. He's, like, laughing. And then they show you Batman standing in and crime alley where his parents get shot. And yeah. he's, like, laughing. He's, like, saying you wouldn't get it. So, I was like, oh, he's laughing because he knows he created Batman. Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> um, and I'll fucking let you know um, some of my other, uh, some of the other theories I have that I did. Um, so this one blew my mind and it's going to kind of be hard to explain. Okay, um, but I'm ready. So he basically, oh wait, let me fucking get it up because I want to make sure that I'm explaining this one right. Because I read this one and I was like, that one's fucking genius. That one's so good. I, uh, I just want to know what Todd Phillips had in mind for that. I I mean, a lot of his shit was like, from what I read from it, he, I think he's just like, I don't want it to be anything, anything specific. Like I leave it. I up like, yeah, I like fucking um, having it up to like whatever people want. Um, yeah, what they believe writers do that. <laughs> yeah which is I great like that. you know <laughs> i i enjoy it uh, i can't find the fucking thing but and anyway i think i can remember it. so basically one person said that everything that he did happened so like all that fucking shit happened um obviously he forgot some part of it and shit and all that stuff but he, like he he made up the girl liking him and all that stuff but it all happened yeah but then he actually no i'm explaining that wrong cut all that okay so he's like in the mental asylum so then in his head he is like made up this entire thing that's ha- that's gone on this entire story but it's continued more so he's imagining, um, he imagines what would happen to like Bruce after he dies. And he's like, oh, what would happen if like um, he died, or his parents died. And then what if he becomes like a superhero and he becomes this person? And then like, what if we like play, if we fight each other then? So basically Arthur went insane through all this shit. And then in his head to keep him entertained, he imagined that Bruce Wayne became Batman. So basically, and that he was his arch enemy. Um, mm-hmm. So he imagines in his brain that he he made Batman. So he makes Batman and he made the Joker. So oh, then it's like, just everything. So every DC story, every DC, every Batman movie is just all in his head. 
and that's he's like he's just laughing about it he's just like he's like yeah i killed these kids this um kids parents and like now i'm living in my own world where like i've created the superhero and like we're fighting each other all the time in all these different places so like every like incarnation of batman and joker is literally just in arthur Fleck's head and it's him playing it over and over again and he's like that's such a good joke <laughs> my question would be why does he take like does he take credit for his um bruce wayne's parents dying because of the riot that ensued because of him yeah so like they wouldn't have get gotten killed if he hadn't because they get killed by a joker mask guy yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so like he's like well i incited that riot that got them killed so i created that so he knows so in the real life like maybe this is like bruce wayne is just living out his life without parents but in his brain he's like no he's batman and i'm the joker (laughs) and like we're fighting and all these different things so logic so like you could make the argument that like every batman movie like the tim burton ones the christopher nolan ones are just all an arc or flex head damn i know that's that's a deep one that was the one that i was like wow someone has a lot of time on their hands yeah <laughs> i'm really like thinking about this and i'm like wait that would make no sense <laughs> um because that's just like okay wait going back to joker never had really an origin story oh yeah so you wanted to know about the comic ones as well yeah so in the comic there's like the biggest comic one is called the killing joke okay and the killing joke i don't know when they made this but it's a, it was like basically it was their attempt at making a backstory for the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, it's similar to to the film, but he's basically a failed comedian who gets too deep in with loan sharks. Um, and then he has to like make money and he goes to do a job. Uh, and the job goes wrong. And he battles Batman at this job. And Batman, it's taking, the job happens at like this chemical plant and then Batman like knocks him over uh, like this yeah, thing yeah. and it bleaches his skin and turns him thing. And then he wakes up and sees himself. Oh, and his par- his his wife and his baby have gotten killed at this stage. Okay. So basically, basically it's a similar thing. Like he's been pushed to the limit. He's had a really bad day. The whole thing of it is that like everybody, his, the whole um, tagline of the fucking... <laughs> Uh, bringing a full circle of the comic is that all it takes is one bad day. It's like that's all that separates me from one bad day. Um, so that's like the origin that they have. But then also at the end of that, he's like, he talks about if he has a backstory, he likes to imagine it differently each time. Well, that's kind of what they showed with Heath Ledger's version, right? Yeah, like, so that's that's like his thing. He's like, if I have a backstory, I want it to be multiple choice. Yeah. So, like, that's a big thing in the Joker, that, like, they have this comic where they're like, okay, well, this is his backstory. But then at the end, they're like, well, maybe I just made all this up. Like, maybe I just oh, wanted this, God, like, right. do you know what I mean? So that's also adds into the film as well. It ties that, like, into this idea that it's... Maybe this is just one of the Jokers, like, he's the actual Joker, and maybe this is just, like, one of his made-up backstories. I think the Joker's got to be one of my favorite characters out of like in the comic world of like Marvel and DC. Like I'm just so fascinated. That brings it back to it. Like why this film was so popular. There's such a fascination with him. 
Uh, yeah, because, pretty much. Because they haven't tied it down that this is, is... Like, that's what they did brilliantly about it. They didn't say this is the definite Joker origin. Because, like, there's other theories out there that said, um, okay, since Bruce Wayne is such a kid in it, that maybe Joaquin's Joker inspired the real Joker that fights Batman. Oh, that's true too do you know what i mean like there's <laughs> yeah. like so many like this is the brilliance of the film as well comics wise is that it doesn't nail everything down so it leaves it ambiguous you know it's just like maybe this is just another story that the joker is making up in his head yeah and i think uh, one of the reasons for me anyway that i was so always so fascinated by the joker is um well first of all watching the actors that portray <laughs> joker is just phenomenal but i never really relate to i I don't feel like I ever related, let's say, to Batman. Like, it was a good movie. It was fun. Those movies are fun. But I find it easier to, like, empathize and relate, which is crazy because Joker is is not. No, but it's true because he's human. Like, you know what I mean? Like Because uh, he's human and he has a lot of faults, whereas Batman just kind of seems like got a lot of money and he... Yeah, I mean, Batman's superpower is being rich. Like, that's why, like the most popular super most of the most popular superheroes are relatable like spider-man you're right spider-man's my like, favorite <laughs> yeah spider-man's my favorite as well because yeah. like any like he's just this fucking kid that is poor and he's just trying to do the right thing but also with spider-man a fun fact is that he has no like anybody he could be anybody under that mask so you the best thing about spider-man is that you could imagine yourself as being spider-man because it could be a woman it could be anybody. It could be any color skin. It could be anybody because you can't see what they look like. It, except we know that it's not a woman. There is, is a spider woman. Oh my God, there is? Yeah, <gasps> see, I don't know like whole... about this stuff. There you go. There you go. There's lots of uh, spider women. There's spider Gwen Stacy, all this shit. Oh, isn't that in, um, that's in like Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, right? yeah. Oh, everybody's been to, I really should watch that film. <laughs> you should. It's good. <laughs> I think, okay, if you had to pick one, okay, so we've talked about multiple theories at the ending. Which one do you pick of the Joker? Like, which That's of so that funny ending? Because I just blanked on everything we spoke about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. I think I liked your the, your first one. What was The it? one <laughs> where, oh, the first one that it's like a, a flash forward to yes. like 10 years and like he's laughing that he knows that he made Batman. I liked that one. I think okay. the last one was like far fetched. <laughs> um, the the one with like the, he made up all the bat. He yeah, made I Batman mean, up in his head. Okay, yeah. I I'd like to believe things are real. <laughs> I like the flash forward idea, like that it wasn't. I think when I watched the film, I I assumed that it was maybe like a couple weeks later, um, mm-hmm. but that he's in the asylum. But it could have been years later. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, I, I'm gonna go with the first one there. <laughs> I I like this one where I think because Joaquin Phoenix says because there was like all those theories that he's not the real Joker. Joaquin Phoenix says that when he played him and that he sees his Joker is the real Joker. It's like the actual Joker. Well, that's he, like goes against Batman. I mean, as an actor, you have to pick the strongest choice. Why wouldn't he believe that he is the yeah. real Joker? But um, so I like to think that um. At the end, it's like that's a Joker that does go against Batman on a day to day basis, and that he is just in this interview with a woman, and he literally just made the story up in his head, and he's just like, ha, "Wouldn't that be funny if that was true? That would be a funny joke. Imagine I actually made Batman. That would have been hilarious." And she's like, "What are you laughing about?" He's like, "Ah, you wouldn't get it." 
Um, and he's so fucked up that like the idea of this person having a horrible life is funny to him. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So I, it's like he's I'm... he's like separate from like the actual film. Like so he's like the Joker that goes against Batman, and then he just this film he makes it up in his head. I just think that's I cool. I can never choose it. I can't see that's the thing. Either like yeah. arguments can be made for all of this fucking shit. <laughs> Yeah, but I will never, I'm just going to leave it as it is. I'm never going to, like, stick to one theory. I, <laughs> they're all genius in their own ways. That's fair. <laughs> I would okay. like to know how, like, Joaquin played that line. Because mm. as an actor, you, you want to know what it is you're saying and what it is you're thinking behind that line. You can't just say the line with nothing behind it. I'd love to know what it is that he thought he was saying. But if he brought that out, it would ruin it. No, he. I know he'll never. He'll never yeah, say that. Be great. Like, that's his. It's a, it's a, it's like fucking Christopher Nolan. You haven't seen Inception, have you? I bet you haven't seen Inception. No, oh, you haven't. No. Right. What I was gonna be say. I was gonna say it's like the ending of Inception. Like you know, you should watch Inception. That's a pretty good movie. You know what? I've he- I've heard really mixed things about Inception. <laughs> watch it. You'll enjoy it. Um. So I have some quick fire questions for you. Okay. You ready? Okay. Okay. So. First off, what's standout performance? Huh? <laughs> Stand, like a standout performance. Like who would you give the standout performance of the film to? Oh, oh, of the oh, well, obviously Joaquin. Okay, that's a fairly straightforward one. Yeah. Um, well, some films, you know, there's a cast. A yeah, cast, yeah, but this one's like definitely um, his movie. Character you most relate to. Joaquin. <laughs> you Joaquin, you you relate to a psychopath? No. <laughs> okay, wait. I can't. Uh, when you say quick fire questions, am I supposed to answer at the top of my head? I mean, just like you know, just like you can think, like you know, you. I'll give you like a couple of seconds. You can think. It's so hard because there's like not that many characters. Um, the maybe the the mom. Really stop saying that well i'm just curious like you know it's basically well like what character do you see when you're watching it do you like see yourself choosing like you know okay wait i'm gonna stick with joker i mean (laughs) i mean obviously not the murdering part but bringing it back to what we said before about him being a character that we can empathize with and and actually like follow his story for a reason and it's because we i think we've all experienced those feelings of uh being feeling neglected and like we don't matter okay that's fair at least for me (laughs) okay what's your uh, favorite scene oh my god okay uh i can't choose one oh um the very final scene where he's okay no not the final final one but where he's on the car and he's dancing Oh, do you think that, do you know, there's lots of people that think that that just happened in his head. Do you think that that actually happened? Like they crashed into the car and took him out? Like It happened okay. <laughs> oh, well, that's because it's your favorite scene. It's my favorite scene. It had to happen. <laughs> but this, okay. Oh, I have so many favorite scenes, but I'm just going to go with that one. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite line? Um, can I, can I, put, I have it written down actually i'm sorry i know this i'm ruining your quick fire it's okay not lots of people don't actually do it that quick it's very rare that someone 
there's like one or two episodes where people are like boom 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 a lot of people are like um <laughs> i'm sorry but i have to give the no, don't worry answers. okay so my favorite line is the worst part about having a mental illness is people expect you to behave like you don't that's a good one brilliant it's true i i like the one where he's like you're asking me if I have bad thoughts. All I have are negative thoughts. Negative thoughts. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's he does that so well. Well, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the final question: You can take your time with this. Um, it doesn't have to be a quick one. What do you, what effect do you think the pil- the film had socially, and then what effect do you think it had personally? So socially, well, it. Um... I don't like these tough questions. <laughs> uh, I think it definitely had an impact on the way people view um, society and capitalism and um, made. Can I go to the personal one? <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of shit because like people like there's big backlash about this film as well. Okay. Then you got to really, I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, like people were like, Oh, this is like gonna inspire so much like death. Like it's oh, empathizing like people with a fucking yeah. This is empathizing people with a killer, and like it's like the way it's painting um, mental illness. Are like there was like a whole thing because I remember that when the Dark Knight and um, Dark Knight came out, and the guy fucking killed people. Remember at the opening? <gasps> oh my goodness! Yes. So like there was like huge fear that that was gonna happen again. They were like, Oh yes, oh this had... happened before. Didn't they have like literally cops uh, stationed at like outside certain theaters or something in the states? I think I remember hearing. I that. think they did in Colorado, where Dara's actually from. Oh. She's from like so. She was like, they're not. They still don't do any like midnight releases there because of that incident. Wow. Okay, now you're bringing back. I'm remembering now that I did read a lot about how there was backlash and they were worried that it was going to cause a lot of issues and um but like I don't think it did. Um I think movies like that do more good than harm. Um it makes you think. That's the most Im- important thing I think with films is that they're not just there to yes, they're there to entertain, but they make you think about the world you're living in and how you're kind of being controlled by uh, like higher powers <laughs> um okay that's a good that's a good social um comment yeah that's that's all i got for you <laughs> all right well personally what do you think uh actually i just remembered <laughs> before i answer that <laughs> i said my favorite line from the film was about Men- that mental illness line i don't think he ever says it i think it's written in his right. journal my bad um but actually that's what i loved about the film is uh i think personally i love watching i loved watching a film that dealt with mental health um i mean i have never experienced it on the level that arthur fleck has but you know depression is something that is dealt with in the film and um, feeling neglected, I guess. And personally, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, really, really appreciated seeing a film that kind of like dove into that. It didn't as well. Like with most films that like go for like that, um, that kind of thing, it basically, it didn't make it better. You know what I mean? It was. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It was kind of like 
this is how bad it can go if it's unchecked. Like it wasn't like things get better or anything yeah. or like things improve at all. Well, it was entertaining. Um, <laughs> are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Dara just came in there. She's on the phone. <laughs> I gave her the eyes being like a recording podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was like, it was kind of like that, that, um, Oh, wait, I'll cut this out. We're wrapping up now in like five minutes. So, um, yeah, it's like they didn't. I like that. That it shows how bad it can go. Yeah, pretty much. It's like showing us a world that oh, it, it can get to this point if we continue to like f- forget about mental health, which mm-hmm. makes me think about everything that's going on with the, the pandemic and how I do feel like m- mental health hasn't been. A, dressed enough throughout this i mean it has to a certain extent but you don't hear about it as much as you hear about the numbers yeah it's um i think it's like everybody's favorite and thing to say about it is like yeah it's a crazy time (laughs) right that's it (laughs) yeah pretty much it's a crazy well it'll get better (laughs) like yeah what about right now this moment how i'm feeling like (laughs) yeah it's um it is a fucking crazy time to be fair because it's yeah. like the whole world is experiencing the same thing. Obviously, some pre- people are experiencing it worse, worse like, than others. There's varying like, degrees of it. Yes. And like, like, you know, especially in countries like India now that are fucking mm-hmm. suffering so hard. But it's, uh, I think it's probably the first time. I don't know if there's any other time that's been like, there's just a universal felt same thing. Yeah. That's, Which can be really beneficial or it can be really harmful, depending on how I we deal mean, with it. I mean, it's, I guess, nice to know that we're all going through crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have to say that in today's time, I've never heard mental health spoken about as much as it has been, which mm. which is great. You know, people are bringing awareness to it now more than ever. And, um, but I don't know. I just feel like it's still not priority enough yeah it's not a high thing and if you're curious um todd phillips next film is going to be um a hulk hogan movie you know the uh the wrestler hulk hogan oh my god is it the um... with chris hemsworth and uh it's gonna be like it's like a biopic oh i love a good biopic (laughs) yeah i think i think it's gonna be good because he's especially like like I said, he's not doing comedy anymore because he feels like oh, that's he can't what, do comedy. That's what we were talking about in the beginning that you said we'd come back to. Yeah, <laughs> he not... he basically was just like he's he's not doing comedy anymore because he just. And which as like if you if the Hangover came out today, it wouldn't be. I think it would still be fine. But like he did old school. If old school came out today, man. Yeah, would, people would. I, I fucking love that film. But I don't know. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it in uh, years. But like, I remember watching it and being like, "That fucking movie is brilliant, <laughs> uh, so fucking funny." But I know he is very much of like comedy of like, and it's like if shit came out today, like it wouldn't, it work. wouldn't pass. It wouldn't. It wouldn't pass. It, not that it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't pass. <laughs> so that's why he's not doing comedy anymore. He's like, I'm not risking that shit. Anymore. Yeah, a lot he's of like, comedians you hear them talk about like, well, I can't. You, you can't say anything anymore. Everybody takes offense to it, but. I, I can understand why he'd want to step away from it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and obviously, he's a skilled hand, so he's 
he's whatever he's going to make it's going to be really good yeah i trust his films yeah <laughs> well olivia thanks for coming on thank you for having me yeah there you go i told you it's easier than you thought uh, so, yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably gonna think it over for a solid 30 minutes after and be like oh, well <laughs> you, you can listen to it on friday and uh fantastic um waiting there back for my guest for next week but hopefully it's hopefully another actor um so three actors in a row interesting uh but yeah like actors <laughs> i mean they're really the only friends i have well <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um, once again thanks for coming on um say goodbye to people bye <laughs> yeah. bye people thank you for listening <laughs> here we go and we'll talk just next week bye bye <laughs>